You know what time it is Time to hang hey, out with Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper Get the latest cool From Mr. Cooper From Mr. Cooper From Mr. Cooper Hey, we miss the cool With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper Get the latest cool From Mr. Cooper From Mr. Cooper Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Big shout outs to everybody that's listening right now on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to. Also, don't forget, if you want to see the video recording of this show, make sure you go to thebitscoopwithcoop.com where you can catch episodes from season one all the way now. Also, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thebitscoopwithcoop. Also on Instagram, IGTV, baby. You can catch me there at Big Scoop with Coop and on YouTube at The Big Scoop with Coop. You've seen Karen on things from Major Pain. You've seen her in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as Hillary Banks. And she's done numerous other things in television in the movie industry. Now, we're about to kick back and we will actually talk to Karen. We're going to see how she started her career, what she have going on right now. We're going to talk about a little bit of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and the reunion show. So, kick back, relax, and oh yes, this is the season eight finale show. Last episode of season eight, right here. So we ended it with the bang, Miss Karen Parsons. Let's catch up with her now. And like I promised you today, we do have a special guest for the season finale show of season eight. We have the one and only Miss Karen Parsons. Welcome to the show. Thank you, good to be here. Yes, yes, how's your day going so far? It's going well. It's going pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm in North Carolina, so the weather is kind of cold right now. So I'm, we're actually getting the cold side. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably like in the 40s, early 50s. Not even the 50s. I'm lying now. Probably in the 40s right now. Yeah, but... that's what we have in New York right now. We have the early 40s. It's cold. Wow. It, it is just going to get colder. <laughs> of, of course. Of course. You already see it coming. Now, Karen, like I said, a lot of people know who you are. Um, You've done big things in your career. The cool thing is your career is nowhere close to being over. Um, Of course, you had the legendary run on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You've done Major Pain. You've done a lot of things. You had a reunion. We're going to talk about that later on in the show also. But, Karen, a lot of people don't know how it all started for you. Um, What made you? When did you first realize that you wanted to become an actress? Oh, I was I was that little kid who was saying, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress, you know, uh, from probably the time I was like saying ridiculous. But I my mom thought that I would stop eventually, but I didn't. I just I just I just kept on with that. And then I started discovering um, when I got a little older, I discovered um, I was you know classes and then workshops and then an adult workshop so that you had adults reading um Uda Hagen and Stanislavski and all of a sudden we were uh, we were doing you know improvisation and it just it was a lot more serious it wasn't just little kids doing little plays and um, I loved it I, I was really hooked at that point and so I was really serious about it and that that I was a teenager then and it just uh, kept going and then I ended up getting representation and getting and I, I was still working in workshops a lot but then I ended up going out on jobs and get started getting some work. And uh, in a relatively short time, I, I landed the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
Wow, wow. Now, Karen, I tell anybody, um, when you have an itch or you have that urge at a young age, yeah. there's something that's telling you at an early age, hey, this is for you. Yeah. And I see that you actually ran with this. Yeah. Now, we did hear about how you, you know, you went through a lot of things, um, starting off from the age of six, um, did a lot of acting, young age coming all the way up. But what type of hurdles did you go through to get to where you are today in your career? Well, you know, I mean, acting is, um, I was very, I had a pretty thick skin when it comes to that. You know, you, you audition a lot and you don't get almost anything <laughs> you go out on. You know, I saw my, I, not that long ago, I came across my, um, my daily planner for the year that I did Fresh Prince and I, I was looking at it and marveling at how I, you know, because I didn't have kids then or anything. So I was marveling at how I was doing so many auditions, like every day running across town and feeding somebody's cat, then running to work and then going to another audition. And then, you know, it was just crazy how much I was doing. But, you know, you'd go and you'd audition and then you just leave it and you go to the next thing and you leave it and you go to the next thing. You don't, you know, you can't sit there and dwell on it too hard or think, you know, you because you know, if you weren't right for the part, you weren't right for the part. Now move on. And then I would still go to my workshops and try to get better and, and, uh, and work on that. And that was more the thing. It was, I loved acting. So it was about the joy of the thing. It wasn't just about attaining this, like, I need to get a job. I have to get a job in this. Um, and thank goodness, cause it would have been really difficult if that's how I was approaching it. Uh, so for me, a lot of those rejections, there were rejections that, there are definitely plenty of rejections that hurt a lot. Because you invest, you know, you work on things and if you get a callback and then another callback and then it starts to feel real and you're like, oh my God, this is going to happen. This is so good. And I, and you, you feel the project, you can see the whole thing and you can see yourself doing it and then you don't get it. It, it hurts. It hurts. But you have to get up and move on and you know, motor through and go on to the next thing and try not to take it personally because it's it rarely has very much to do with you. It's just about them trying to put their whole picture together and you the exactly the right thing. And you never know what all of the you never know what all the components are. So um but I was I was lucky I was very supported. You know, my mom, you know, like I said, she was laughing thinking I was gonna get over this acting thing, but all the while, like I can see it as a parent, I can really appreciate it. She was taking me to these acting workshops. She was paying for these acting workshops. You know, when I look at then, you know, as a kid, you're so kind of taking things for granted. I was appreciative, but not as appreciative as I could have been. I can see it better now as a parent. Like that was, she was forking over for that, you know, and she was <laughs> stopping everything in her schedule to make sure I got there, you know. And this was a thing she thought was just something I loved. She wasn't like a show, like a, you know, a showbiz mom who was going, you know, okay, good. She's going to make, she's going to get into the business. Of this. She didn't think anything was going to happen for me. And she thought I was just, I loved it so much. And she wanted to support that, you know, and then figured I'd move on to something else. And, and that's huge to have somebody mm -hmm. that, that thinks, you know, you love this, you keep going, you learn, expand and get better and do your thing, you know? Um, and then of course, once I did start working, she was um, supportive in a different way because now it was like, oh, she's building a career. And so that was her thing was wanting to support that. So I was very fortunate to have that type of support. Not everybody gets that, um, you know, but I uh, the little the little you know knocks that you get along the way. I didn't take anything that 
that um, seriously, I guess. I didn't, nothing knocked me off point, that's for sure. I knew what I wanted to do. I was, you know, now mind you, if I, this is like childbirth, like if I had been in the hall a lot longer and hadn't got a big gig, then maybe I would have a different attitude about it. It's like, you know, the whole natural childbirth thing. Like I'm going to try to do natural childbirth, but (laughs) that's one thing if it's only, if it's only three hours of labor, but if it's like, you know, 18 hours of labor, you might ask ask for a little help and not have that natural (laughs) thing happen. You know, so I, I was fortunate. I hadn't been I was in it for a little while, but I was getting little bites here and there and then got a big bite when I got Fresh Prince, like mm-hmm. I said, relatively early on in auditioning. That's so true. Now, Karen, I want you to stop me if I'm lying about this. Now, um, in the business, you know, a hundred no's can equal one yes. And a lot of people that's actually starting off in this industry that's trying to get a break like how you receive. They don't have the thick skin. A lot of them don't. I'm not saying yeah. everybody. They After they hear one or two no's or three no's, they're like, okay, this is not meant for me. And I feel that the people that's watching worldwide right now, they they need that inspiration to know, hey, you, you're not going to just... People think that they can just move to Hollywood, move to LA, move to New York, and they're going to automatically say, I'm an actress, and they're going to just walk on stage on this big time set. Karen, will you please tell the people, is that true? Is that how this actually works? <laughs> it wouldn't make a lot of sense, would it? I mean, think about think about how many people want to do it. No, you, number one, you got to be doing it for the right reasons. You know, if you love it, if your heart is really pushing you to do it, then do it. But if it's anything short of that, if it's because you want to be famous, I hear this thing about, I always want to be famous. It's like, what does that mean? What is that? <laughs> You can do all kinds of crazy stuff to get famous if you really want, you know. Especially this but, time, this generation. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, fame is a separate subject. If you're interested in acting and trying to, you know, get work as an actor, have a career as an actor or something like that, um, I would hope that first and foremost you love it. It's something you love, something you want to grow in, something you want to get better at, and that you won't stop. And, and that you'll do what you can to get better, which means getting involved in workshops, um, whether it's improv or uh, scene study, whatever it is, get in there, learn the craft, work with other actors, collaborate, play around, you know, find, just learn, study people, go outside, go places and, and take notes, watch people and try to, try to um, bring that into your work. Um, but, but do it because you love it and keep doing it. And it's so fun and it keeps giving you things back and there's always so much to to discover. Meanwhile, if you do, are you, if you are fortunate enough and you get representation, you're, you have great, I'm going out on a call, you do that. And then you go back and you still do your work and you have your fun doing your scenes in class with people. Maybe you do a play, you get into a situation where you're able to take on a little play someplace but it keeps your your acting chops moving and you're you're learning more about yourself and about um the craft of acting and then you have another audition and you go and by the time the thing is if you work on your stuff you want to get in that room and you want to blow them away you want to be great so that it's the problem is that you just maybe weren't right for the part but you you hit everything you did all you could on your part 
you know, you were as prepared as you could be. You were, you had worked on your stuff as, as well as possible. If they gave you direction in the room, you were able to take it. Um, so I think that that's all really important. It's just about making sure this is the thing that you, you love, not just uh, for some trivial fleeting thing like fame. So true. So true. Now, Karen, before the days of Hillary Banks, um, did you have any mentors to help you out um, to get to Fresh Prince stage? I can't really say that I did, except for my mother, of course, who was, like I said, she was a huge supporter of me. And that in that regard, but in terms of like somebody who I looked to, to try to emulate or be like or anything like that while I was first, when I was doing it. No, I, I have to be honest. And I really believe very strongly in finding mentors. I think partially because I recognize the value in that as even as somebody who didn't have it, but I know people who did. I think there's so much value in that. And I do also believe that you don't have to even pick a mentor necessarily at someone that you know um, or is even alive. I think you can pick mentors from, there are people who I get inspired who, uh, by history, there are people who did great things, who I look at and I'm so in awe of what they were able to do under the circumstances um, that they were faced with. And I look to them sometimes and I feel like, Wow, she could like Bessie Coleman, the aviator, the first black female aviator. I, I did a for my organization, Sweet Blackberry. We did a story of her. We did her book, which is coming out December first. Wow. Um, but we also did a little sm a small film, and I have her picture in my office because and she's got this smile and she's so courageous. And we're talking about you know back in 1920, getting. Mm -hmm an international pilot's license, a black woman getting an international pilot's license because they wouldn't give her one in the state. So she had to go to France to get it. You know, I'm so impressed with her. And it, she's the, one of those people, and there are other people who you can find for mentors, I think, who you can look to and for guidance. Like, what would Bessie do? What would Bessie think when you're mulling something over? If I look at her picture, I get an answer. And it it awakens a strength in me that I may not have given myself credit for. But when I look at her, I can see that strength in me. Wow. Wow. See, ladies and gentlemen is watching Worldwide right now. Um, I hope you're taking notes what Karen is saying, because if you find something that's going to give you that inner strength, it'll come out in you. And you <laughs> can actually do things that you think you can't do. Correct. And especially even if it's not the movie and television industry, um, if you're working in a corporation nine to five or whatever you're doing, doing hair, it doesn't matter. Find the inspiration and trust me, you will see your potential come out. You definitely will. Absolutely. Now, yes. Now, Karen, you, like I told, told you before, you are an amazing woman. You've done a lot. Now, at a young age, you received this role as Hillary Banks. Yeah. At Freshman <coughs> Speller. No problem. Now, how excited were you when you found out, yes, you received this role? Oh, I, through your mind? I was over the moon. Are you kidding me? I was working at a restaurant. I was hostessing at a restaurant. And uh, I came onto my shift. It's early. There's like hardly anybody there. And I checked my messages and I had a message from my agent. And so I called them back and they told me I got the job. And um I just about lost my mind, but I had, I just got on my shift. So 
I was like, oh, you know, I was freaking out. <laughs> Tell my manager, I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. you know, I was so excited. And, and it was a pilot, you know, it wasn't a full on show yet. Right. It was even called a presentation. It was even called a pilot. It was like a presentation, whatever that meant. <laughs> and um, so he's like, you know, laughing at me that I was so excited and happy for me. And then back to work. And so I'm sitting there, you know, at work, kind of like, you know, trying to keep it together. And a friend of mine walked in just by chance. She just was nearby and she came in just to say hi. And of course I went bananas and I'm jumping all over <laughs> her and telling her everything. And she's jumping up and down. And the two of us are just like, ah, we're going crazy. And my boss said, get out of here. <laughs> Made me leave. <laughs> so I get to go and celebrate. But it was just, it was just mind blowing. It was such an exciting, it was so exciting to get that and then have the experience. And I just liked the people so much and we clicked right away. And then I went back to work when it was over, mm. went back to my job because I didn't know what was going to happen with that show. And they would make wow. fun. They'd come by and make fun of me. Will and some other people would come by and point through the window and laugh at me. They're like, what are you doing here? Why are you still working here? I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with that show. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we got picked See, that's up. What, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you, though, right there. I'm glad you mentioned that part. Because if I'm not mistaken, season one was 1990. Am I yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Now, when you went in for the presentation, in your mind, did you ever think that this show is going to be as iconic as oh, it is. I didn't think it in the six years that we shot it. I didn't think that not once. No, not once. I mean, while we were shooting it, mind you, we were not the big, we've, the show I, I believe is more successful today than it's ever been. We were not the big success that we think of the show, uh, of we think of it now. There were shows like friends that came along while we were doing our, show and that became the big like breakthrough like wow this is a big show everybody's watching this show it's huge you know Cosby was right before us mm -hmm. so but we never hit Cosby status or friends status in the in the lineups like I would I would at the supermarket I would get TV guide you know going through the checking my stuff out and I would always check the TV guide and look and see where we if we were in the ranked if we were in the ranking for mm -hmm. in the top 10 and we never cracked the top 10 so I was, you know, I, and people weren't bumping up to me on the street and going, oh my God, you're, that didn't happen. It wasn't until the show went into syndication, which is about three years in, that I started to notice a little bit of something. And then after six years, when we went off the air is when I really started to feel like, oh my God, people know the show, people recognizing, they're recognizing me. Um, and still it wasn't until recent couple years or so that it's felt like the show is a big deal and, and it really was. after <laughs> <laughs> that's so true but Karen you know what that and I understand in 1990 you, you wasn't thinking about that um thinking that the show was gonna get as iconic mm -hmm. um and, and the thing is I, I will tell on my age so in 1990 I was 10 years old I still remember in North Carolina NBC was Channel 7. And when I heard about the show at school and people was talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, gotta watch it, gotta watch it, gotta watch it. Then we saw the intro come on. You're seeing Will at the food during the intro of the song and everything. Um, that's still an iconic song to this day. Yes, yes. Um, 
I mean, it's crazy. Big shout outs to Will if you're watching right now. Big shout outs to you. Um, but Karen, you played that part of Hillary Banks like it was natural. As a <laughs> as a young kid, everybody thought that was your personality. That's who you yeah. were. Now, how how hard was it to become Hillary Banks? Well, it, that wasn't hard. That was fun. I really like. I liked it. The wardrobe woman Judy Richmond, our customer, she used to laugh and say that that Hillary came out when my clothes, when my shoes got on. Like once I put the clothes on, she said that's when Hillary came. Cause she would watch me change and you know transform in front of her, and um and she was probably right. I I loved playing Hillary. I loved. I was brought up to be a you know good girl and you know don't. Don't say anything. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And all this, which is the opposite of Hillary. Yes. You know? Yes. And uh, so it was fun to be able to be this little rude little girl (laughs) 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 who said, you know, who said what was ever on her mind. She wouldn't mean to be rude. She wasn't, she was just direct and had no time for, for anything you know, to, she was, she was great. She was a lot of fun. So I didn't have any problem with that. It was, you know, sure. People definitely thought that's who I was and that could get in the way in terms of um, roles. You know, I've had a a few doors that would not open for me because they would not see me because they said, oh no, we know what she does. And, you know, my representation was like, no, 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 Wait, you gotta see her because that's not she's not the character. And they were like, no, 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 that's okay. We know, we know. She does. And they just didn't wouldn't see me. And it was you know, so it's a backhanded compliment because on one hand you're like, well, they think I'm good, kind of, because <laughs> they think that <laughs> they think that's really me. So, but they don't. Mm-hmm. But they also won't see me because they think that that's really me. Now, <sighs> Karen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm gonna tell you when Hillary start standing out for me. It was that episode when everybody was sitting around the TV and I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. You're about to get married. <laughs> Will you marry me? And yeah. Then, yeah, I know it well. <laughs> and everybody looked at you and you had this nonchalant look like, okay, are you going to say anything else? And you, how you was looking, I said, okay, she got this role for good. Karen is not losing Hillary Banks ever. I mean, ever. That one right there is what got me. Everybody has a certain scene that pops off, but uh-huh. early season starting then on out, I think you caught a lot about it, a lot of people's attention. You thank really you. did. Well, thank yes, you. I, that was a yes. that scene. I have to say, I I remember because I I've seen it um, quite a bit recently, and. Uh, Every time I see it, I, I laugh to myself because I remember when the because when he hit, the audience laughed for so long. Uh, <laughs> they laughed for such a long. It was one of the longest where they just laugh. Now, mind you, everyone's we all have to keep acting while yep. holding for the audience's laugh before we get to the next line. So everybody else is reacting to, oh my god, this is awful. I had to hold that reaction of. What happened? <laughs> How did you do that, though? I had to hold that reaction for such a long time while the audience is in hysterics. It, you know, it was it was fun to live in her in her crazy brain. So I just I just lived there a little longer. But it was just it was a strange. I remember that moment. There are moments where you have to hold for the audience, and you have to stay in character, even though you're kind of 
suspended in air. <laughs> I, I want to give you a clap for that one. I've been wanting to do that clap. for over 20 years. I, I thank you for that. Thank, thank you for that. Yes. Now, Karen, what was the environment like when the cameras was off um, on the Fresh Prince of Bella? Was everybody as tight as it showed like on air? Absolutely. It was incredible. You have to see the reunion. You have to watch the reunion. I'm ready for that. I'm oh, so ready. It dropped last night. I watched it and it was um it was amazing. It it there and you know, I'm not gonna say anything, I'm not gonna give anything away. But it was week like I said before, we clicked right away. You know, the first week we just fell in with each other and we enjoy, we liked each other, but we also really liked working with each other. It's like when you're playing with someone and you're, you just, you're, t- you're tossing it and they're tossing it right back and it's this great game and um, it feels great. It makes you feel good. It makes you do better work. And so it was really enjoyable. And then when we weren't, there was a lot of downtime uh, when we weren't working on, on, we weren't being filmed or we weren't on um, running through stuff and we just... We, we had, you know, heavy, heavy talks, cr- crazy laughs, you know, um, all of our dressing room doors were wide open and you just wander in and out of everyone's room and hang out with people. And um, there was no place else I would have wanted to be, you know, we're talking about six years and every day I was happy. To, I was very happy to go to work. I never had a time where I was like, oh, I want to go home. I don't want to be around these people. <laughs> <laughs> never felt like I mean I can't even imagine we were so fortunate I never had that feeling you just I wanted to go hang out with James I wanted to go you know hang out with Tatiana or Alfonso Alfonso mm-hmm. bought a house you know we went through this period where everybody was like okay now it's the time we're all going to buy houses because the show had been on and we all you needed it was like that that change in our lives it was that time and I remember James Avery was looking at a place and Alfonso was looking at a place and I kind of followed Alf I was like where are you buying your house and <laughs> found out where he bought it when I bought one down the street <laughs> nice nice <laughs> yeah we're, we're close <laughs> that's what I'm talking about now you know I had Daphne Reed on the show um big yes. shout out to you Miss Daphne um she was telling me about this hot I might be wrong but no I think she said you did have it this hot pink couch that was on set. <laughs> it was hot pink walls. I had a black velvet couch. Couch. That's what My, it was. But I had hot pink walls. Yeah, Will had done up his room. And we came back one year and he had his room. He had two rooms actually made into one. And he had had it. He had a designer come in there. and Because if you go to studios, the rooms are all very generic. And, you know, people come in and out for different productions. And they're like just really flat, ugly, like gray floor and just very like, eh, just a little cubicle practically. Oh, wow. And, and he had some, a designer come in and just do his place up. And we were all like, wow, it's so beautiful. Wow. This is so, and he, he just said, you know what? I want to give this gift to all of you. And so he basically turned the designer over to all of us and said, tell them what you tell him what you want and do your rooms up. And so I did something that I would never do at home that I thought I would <laughs> like to have as my room. So I had my room, my walls were hot pink and I had a red velvet, beautiful red velvet couch. And I had these uh, Louis XIV um, little armchairs and we wow. 
we um, stripped them and reupholstered them in black patent leather. <laughs> they were cool. They were really cool. And, um, and I had like a black bongo drum was my little end table. And, um, and I had like a big James Bond, huge James Bond poster on a wall. And it was just really awesome. That's crazy. Really, my room was my room was slamming. I wish I had photographs of it. It was so cool. Oh like, man! Yeah, everybody's room was just done up. It was really fun. You might want to get in contact with Will to see if he have any of those photographs. Yeah, I should. So you can actually, yeah, to see. Now talking about Will and everything, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, HBO Max. Yeah. Now you guys had a ball. I've heard about it. I've really heard about it. Now. I did hear that Will had to fly you all. Well, I guess some flew in, some got yeah. in, however they did, and you all was completely separated. Yes. And yeah, so I've heard the behind the scenes of what happened, um, far as goes for trying to hide all of you. But as Ms. Reed said, you guys stay in contact with each other so much, you guys still talking on the phone. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you can't keep us from doing that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now, how did how was that feeling when you guys first walked back on set for the reunion? I was really, you know, I remember thinking, we've seen each other. We, you know, we don't, we've seen each other. We don't get together, all of us together so much. Not like I would like to, but like, you know, mm -hmm. weddings and funerals. And um, there are situations where we all get together. But then, you know, Daphne and I will do Comic-Cons and see each other and, you know, I see Tatiana, same thing, or visit visit her, or if Alf comes to New York, or if I go to L.A., I see Alfonso. Will, I don't get to see as much, because he tends to be really busy. But, you know, Joe Marcel, when he comes to the States, we try to make a point of seeing each other, seeing people. So I'm like, oh, you know, they're trying to keep us away to make this, have this big moment. I was kind of thinking it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't be this huge moment, but not only was it all of us coming together, we were all coming together on the set. They had the set. Yes. Of the yes. show. I mean, just for me to walk on the set would have been a, a big deal, would have been kind of mind blowing and very surreal, but to be doing it with them. And we had had our hair done. We'd had makeup and hair and wardrobe kind of thing. You know, we were like done up like the way you would prepare wow. for a show. And then we all came on to this set together, our set, our home. Yes. You know, yes. and I, which I haven't seen in person and haven't stepped on in, God. you know, decades. So that was really kind of mind blowing. And, um, and it, it, it just felt very, it felt good. I, I don't want to say it felt as much that it felt weird. It felt, it felt kind of good. Mm -hmm. you know, strange but good and also on top of it it was the set it had there were cameras on us again you know so it was very similar and Tatiana pointed out something which was really interesting too which is we did the whole getting together but then they made us they needed us to back up and enter a second time something happened and they wanted us to walk back and walk on again so since we had already done it and now we were having to do it again. We were acting. Huh. And I remember she wow. said, we came on and we all pretended we were coming back. Up. And I don't know which takes they used or what, 
But the point is that we walked on and we were acting and I hugged Tatiana and she said, we're acting together again. We got to <laughs> act together again. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. Because we're pretending oh, right, that we haven't, you know, that this is our first walk. Anyway, it was, I was surprised that it, um, that it affected me like it did, but it did. Seeing everybody together on the set. That's crazy. That is crazy. Big shout outs to the whole cast. Um, when you talk to them again, tell them everybody I said what's yes. up. Make sure you do that. Man, big shout outs. Everybody that's watching Worldwide, make sure you go HBO Max. Check out the reunion show. Will has dropped the trailer also. It's on YouTube. It's on his um, Instagram page. It's all over. I think Karen has dropped something also on Instagram, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram. But we'll get into that in one second. But here's a question I want to know personally myself. Yeah. Is it harder to become Hillary Banks or, you know your role, in Magic <laughs> em- you. Emily Wahlberg. Yes, Emily did it. I mean, <laughs> it's which, one is, which one is more of you? Are, oh. are you more of a Hillary or more of an Emily oh, in I'm, real life? In real life, I'm more of an Emily. I'm definitely more of an Emily Wahlberg than Hillary. Yeah, Hillary, that's. That's my girl, but that's not me. <laughs> and Emily, you know, Emily's very, I liked Emily. Emily was, you know, she's a little straight, but she was, but she was, um, she, she was cool. She cared about the kids. She was incredibly tolerant of this strange guy. Came yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fell for this crazy guy. Um, but yeah, I definitely more Emily. Man, and everybody, if you have not seen this movie and you've been living under a rock, make sure you go watch Major Pain. That's one of my favorite movies. Make sure you fun. go watch it. Yes, you're going to see a screen. You will see a scene in Major Pain if you have not watched <laughs> it where Mr. Wayne is up there telling a story and you see Miss Karen walk around the corner listening to the story and you will hear this high pitched scream. It comes out of Karen. You never know she could do. <laughs> and she she killed it. And also, if you think Karen can dance or you think she can't dance, watch Major Pain. <laughs> watch Major Pain. You're gonna see her, you're gonna see her break it down. You gotta make sure you watch it. <laughs> that scene kills me. Every time I see that, I just like smiling. <laughs> you killed it. You definitely killed it. Oh. Now Karen, how can everybody follow you on social media? I'm pretty easy to find. Karen Parsons, um, K-A-R-Y-N. I think um, I think on my Facebook, it's just Karen Parsons. On Instagram, I think it's at Karen Parsons. It's Karen with a Y. And then I think Twitter, it's like Karen underscore Parsons. And, um, and there's also my organization, Sweet Blackberry, that you can also mm-hmm. follow on all of those platforms as, as well. Sweet Blackberry, uh, Sweet Blackberry, and on Twitter, it's SWT Blackberry. But if you put Sweet Blackberry, it'll come up. And that's what I want to ask about you now. Um, Sweet Blackberry, what is this about and how did you actually get involved in it? Sweet Blackberry is um, it's a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to bring little-known stories of African-American achievement to kids. My mother was a librarian my whole growing up, but when I was an adult, she headed the Black Resource Center at her library, and she would come across stories that she found really fascinating and tell me about them. And she told me the story. Uh, this was the story that was the impetus for the whole for Sweet Blackberry, was she told me the story of Henry Box Brown 
an enslaved man who mailed himself to freedom in a box, who had a box built, climbed in, had them, you know, nail it shut, apply postage and send him from Virginia to Pennsylvania. And he went, it was a 27 hour journey. He was in there with a little sack of water and uh, he, 27 hours by wagon, boat, train, and he arrived and they opened the box and he was across state lines and he had survived and he, so he was a free man. And this is a true story. And, you know, he traveled the world telling his story afterward. And we, and then when my mom told me, I was like, I never heard it. And she had never heard it. And everyone I told said, I never heard that. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. How do we not know this incredible story? And what a great story for kids, because it teaches them, not only is it a great story you don't want lost, but it teaches them about determination and perseverance and ingenuity. And um, it shows people like what you're really capable of doing, you know, and I think that that's an important lesson for children. And um, that's that became like that story inspired me to not just bring that story, but then more stories, because I started discovering more and more stories about real people from black history that I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. And let me get these stories out. And I think as kids are introduced to these stories early, um, they're inspiring and empowering, but I also think that it changes the landscape of race for them as they enter the world because they recognize what they're capable of and all these people that made all these contributions to the world we live in and things we take for granted that they realize, oh, a black person made that and did that and all these things I'm capable of or oh, what my neighbor is capable of as opposed to if you never see that, if you don't see that, what messages are you receiving? What are they telling you? about who you are and what you come from and what you are capable or not capable of. And, uh, and kids receive these messages and these, these signals very early. And I think it's important what we, what we show them and what we expose them to at a young age. And it makes all the difference for all children about, that's what I'm talking about. how they come into the world. So that's what I wanted to do with Sweet Blackberries. I wanted to bring these. So we've made uh, four films short animated films. They're like picture books come to life. Um, okay. A single narrator. They're like lightly animated. We have had Chris Rock, Alfred Woodard, Queen Latifah, and Lawrence Fishburne all have narrated these stories about incredible people in, in Black history that you just don't hear about. And now December 1st, our first book, Flying Free, How Bessie Coleman's Dreams Took Flight, comes out. And I'm really proud of it. Very excited for it. So, Karen, how can everybody get this book? You can visit, um, well, you can you can get it probably through m- uh, many booksellers, definitely Amazon, but I would, you know, hopefully you can look at other booksellers. But at Amazon, you can get it through our website, sweetblackberry.org. We also mm-hmm. have it. We also have opportunities there if people are interested in contributing to the organization because we are a nonprofit organization, whether it's volunteering, spreading the word, or monetarily, however, you know, we depend on that help from from people um, to keep us going. So I have to throw that out there. But um, but also, yeah, if you want to if you want to pick up the book, it's a it's a beautiful book. Our Gregory Christie illustrated it. He's a multi multi award winning uh, Coretta Scott King um, uh, award winning illustrator. Yes. Children's books, 
beautiful, beautiful work. And this book is so gorgeous. I'm really, really excited. Um, I wrote it and it's, uh, it's lovely. And I, I hope people will check it out. Everybody make sure you do go to sweetblackberry.org. You want to make sure you donate because you want more of these to come out. Make sure you do it. Support Karen, support Sweet Blackberry. This is something that you want for your kids to learn about true history in a fun way. Make sure you go get the book December the 1st. Now, Karen, what advice would you give any male or female that wants to become an actress or actor that wants to get into this industry? What would you tell them right now? Oh, I say the most important thing is to work on it, is to find a way, whether it's a class or a workshop or other people that you can work with and and just do it. Do it as much as you can. Um, if you can get involved in student films, get involved in student films, but learn and and just get better at it. I think, um, like I said before, you want to do what brings you joy. And if it really does bring you joy, follow that, do that and get better at it. Don't worry so much about getting a job and that that'll come. And, I, and then you can go through whatever um, you need to to get representation Make sure that nobody asks you for money. It's only a percentage a percentage of the work that they get you. Don't ever pay anybody to get you work. Yes. I have to say that because I hear that so much. I can't believe how many you know crooks are Scam out there. Artists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so but then just in the meantime, what's most important is work on your craft, get good, start you know study people. Study behavior, expose yourself to lots of different things. That's another thing that I had an acting coach tell me when I was much younger, and it was hard for me to get it through my head and understand it at the time, which is if you want to act, do all live, do all kinds of things, because you're an actor, right? Wow. So you yes. should be doing different things. You should be cooking and playing an instrument or horseback riding or you know, visiting different, doing sports, just Round your life, expose yourself to lots of things, witness things, pay attention to them. When you're called upon to play a part, there'll be this rich person with all of these different things living in them that will be able to come forward and you'll be able to, you know, bring these characters to life. Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen worldwide, I hope you're taking um, advice off of this. Karen has done a lot. Like I said, I hope you're getting all these jewels and you're writing them down. Now, Karen, last segment of the show. Yes. Take the floor. <laughs> so, now, you have up to two minutes to say whatever you want, whatever's on your mind. Karen Parsons, take the floor. Hmm. Well, I would say we are on, we are in the middle of a very unusual time right now, and I will. I know that in the beginning of it, while we were very uncertain. Uh, and it was kind of devastating. There was a part of me that felt like I'm okay. The hermit in me was like, I'm okay with this. It's a time of introspection. And I did. And I felt, I feel like a lot of people, I witnessed a lot of people go that route and start to look inside, look to themselves. I think that there's so much for us to pay attention to during this strange time take the opportunity since we have to isolate a little bit more than we're used to take the time to listen to yourself. If you don't journal, maybe start journaling and pay attention to yourself, what you like, what inspires you, not just staring at the phone, 
or the computer and other people, but be quiet with yourself and do some of that introspection. The people that you love and are close to and can still be close to physically, cherish your time with them and go deeper. Do things maybe you wouldn't do normally together and have a richer experience. And I think when we come out of it, I also think even before we come out of it, something that I've been trying to do more and more is spend time however I can with people that I miss and I love and I want to see. So virtually we see each other. And I know that when the time comes, I am going to hug every single person I come in contact with. <laughs> but I think there's a lot that we've take that we <clears throat> we take for granted. A lot of freedoms we take for granted. I think we've learned that of late as well. <clears throat> and so hopefully we will all um, we can meditate on some of these things. We can look to ourselves and and what really makes us happy and maybe some of those things that we've neglected. Same with other relationships and as well as our freedoms. I think we need to really look at things and take care of them, take care of ourselves, take care of these things, take care of these people in our lives. And this time, uh, I think, allows us to be a little bit more still, a little bit more quiet, more contemplative, and we should take advantage of that while we have it. Wow, wow. Great advice, great advice, great advice. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Parsons, um, once again, follow her on social media. Um, watch out. If you see her in the street, she might hug you. When, um, <laughs> when this is all over. Yep. You, and you will feel honored by that. So make sure you do it. Now, Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'd love to have you back on in the future. Thank you very much. This was really, really nice. I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you. So season finale right here, season eight. Season nine is coming soon. Who's going to be the first guest? You know, I never announced my first guest. So you make sure you stay tuned. Go check her out on Instagram. Check her out on Twitter. Check her out everywhere. Watch the reunion show, HBO Max. Watch it. Sweetblackberry.org. Go get the book, December the 1st. Donate, donate, donate. Until <laughs> next time, everybody, on the Bit Scoop with Coop.